From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey, this is Teeing It Up Presents the Sunday Sprint. And from Charleston, South Carolina, Luke Morrow joins us for the Sunday Sprint for week 15 of the National Football League season. We are doing this on Thursday because of two reasons. Number one, the Jets are on Thursday night. And number two, I uh, on Sunday will be sleeping after a wedding. So... None of those, Luke, are proper situations for doing the Sunday Sprint. No, certainly not. So we get our uh, Thursday night show presented by Sunday Sprint, whatever the verbiage is. Oh, yes, yes, yes. This is a special edition of the Sunday Sprint on Thursday. This is a Thursday night special edition of the Sunday Sprint. Is that what you're after? Yeah, whatever they uh, use for, whatever they used to use for Thursday night football. Well... Remember, technically, next week's Saturday triple header on the NFL Network, Houston, Tampa, Buffalo, New England, uh, Rams, 49ers, is all part of the Thursday Night Football package. Yeah, I thought that. I had no idea that was even a thing until yesterday. Uh, that started because of the Christmas thing a couple years ago. Remember the NFL a couple years ago put some games on Christmas or Christmas Eve, whatever it was? They were, they were rating successes, and it's a way to shorten, to have no Thursday night football game, week 16 or 17, yet still give the NFL Network the eight games that it promised cable carriers the content that, it, that they, sorry, they pro- gives the eight games they promised the cable carriers they would have to satisfy their contracts. Yeah, well, even additionally, I mean, there's been Saturday games in the past, but I don't ever call a triple header like this. So. No, this is the first ever triple header. Yeah. But, yeah, but this is this is that expansion, and this is the need for the NFL Network having eight exclusive games. If Fox wants to expand the Thursday slate that they have, the portion of it that they have, they need to give more games back to the NFL Network, and this is the easiest way to do it. That's your very technical response, folks. Um, and we've just spent the first two minutes and 25 seconds of the sprint talking about that, which is probably apropos because I don't like talking about this game. In fact, my game to watch golf during day two of the President's Cup is this game, Jets-Ravens. Uh, I said on this show last week, Luke, what did I say on this show last week? The Jets would lose to Miami and beat Baltimore. Well, guess what? They beat Miami. And they beat Miami with good offense and timely defense. Guess what's going to happen this week? They're going to lose and get blown out of the water by Baltimore. <laughs> you would think so. Uh, especially, I mean, short week as well on the road. The Jets have given us no reason to believe that they'll be uh, prepared for a situation like this or play well. But... Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, you know, wishful thinking. I don't think the Jets are going to win. Don't get me wrong, but I look at the line and the Ravens are favored by 17. That's such a huge number. I think I, uh, for some reason I feel like the Jets may surprise some people and at least keep it close and interesting for that, especially if, you know, we'll find out what the health is of uh, Lamar, how, how if he is 100%. Uh, maybe he's not. I mean, I would, you know, I would consider not even playing in some Baltimore, but I think it's going to be, maybe I'm just hoping, a closer game than most people play. What, um... As you look at this situation, the Jets won last week on a Sam Ficken field goal. 
Lamar Jackson, as you said, is struggling with some kind of ailment, um, some kind of injury. He's banged up, yet they're trying to lock up the one seed this week, which they could do and could totally change the scenario, according to the NFL Network's Mike Garofolo, for the Ravens in Week 17. To me, this is a game, the Ravens keep it close. That's what we get, but I just, for some reason, I just think this is a blowout, and Lamar's saying, we're done here, bye-bye. Yeah, well, on paper, you know, sure, certainly should be a, a blowout. I will say, though, in regards to, you know, Greg Williams as defensive coordinator, we're still kind of waiting for that first team to to go after Lamar in the sense of nothing necessarily dirty or cheap, but you have that moment at the mesh point that, uh, you know, you can hit the quarterback and, and, and try to turn them off from running those type of zone reads and option plays. And we really haven't seen teams go after the quarterback like that. In fact, teams are still game planning to remove the running back and let Lamar try to do his thing. So I am curious to see how uh, that defense handles Lamar tonight and if there are any sort of, you know, pops delivered to him as soon as he uh, hands off the football and he is still vulnerable there, try to keep him from doing such or even uh, down the road. Um, where are where are you now? Um, I totally forgot what I was going to ask. Um, oh yes, your your opinion on oh yes, Greg Williams. You have a really strong opinion of of Greg Williams. You saw him up close and personal. He ended your season. Uh, so you, I, I I would think that's where this is coming from. That you have this past. Your Vikings, obviously, Brett Favre, Bounty Gate. You have this past. No team, as you said, is really trying to get aggressive with Lamar. Jamal Adams loves to blitz, but this is not the same Jamal Adams since he got hurt. I don't know if he's 100% yet. I doubt he is. Um, and you wonder if he has the tools. C.J. Mosley's out for the year on IR. You wonder if they have the tools to be able to attack Lamar and put that spy on him like you probably need to do. And then does he cross the line? Yeah, I hate Greg Williams. Uh, I don't think he's going to be in the league, but... Uh, and I'm not even talking about anything uh, illegal or malicious. You know, you have that opportunity when they run that type of offense that even after a handoff, you can deliver a hit. And uh, like I said, I mean, I mean, you could pick back to Cam Newton, and, and he was different just even as a runner. The amount of vicious hits you see on Cam that people would always complain, how is this not flagged? Like, Cam would get laid out, and he's a bigger dude. Lamar, we haven't really seen that this year where guys just deliver hits to try to keep them from, from coming back uh, or just from running wild on them. Uh, as I've been really kind of complaining about for weeks, these teams continue to focus more on the running, pass, running back part of the offense instead of the quarterback. I think you need to put a larger emphasis. And if there's anybody to do it in this league, it could be Greg Williams tonight. So, yeah, we'll see if there's any sort of uh, hits delivered to Lamar just to, just to let them know, you know, let them know you're there. Uh, I assume that your game to watch uh, golf during and or... Your survivor game is Pat's Bengals, and thus we don't need to talk about it. Uh, yeah, that would be fair. I mean, the Patriots. Uh, yeah, no, well, I would say <laughs> the Patriots. You could say uh, they they must be concerned to be videotaping the Bengals. But I think that has more to do maybe with the Rams. But uh, yeah, Dolphins Giants also is up there. All right, Houston Tennessee. This is a gigantic game in the AFC South. Two eight and five teams, and this has been now the evolution of Ryan Tannehill. Marcus Mariota was going to be it. Andrew Luck, Marcus Mariota. 
Andrew Luck retired. Marcus Mariota, nope. Ryan Tannehill comes in. Everybody knew Deshaun Watson would be great. Now they face a rising and rising fast Ryan Tannehill. This is a game, Tennessee three-point favorite at home. The over-under is 50 and a half. I think it could be even over that. Um, I really think this is a fascinating game and a game in which we could see Deshaun Watson I may have said Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Watson being pushed like he hasn't before, maybe besides that Baltimore game. Yeah, I, I may have said it here last week. I don't remember. I know I said it on my show that Ryan Tannehill, the way he's playing, the things going to the playoffs, I mean, he should be in the MVP conversation for how he turned around the team if you want to talk about true value. Uh, he's at the number one quarterback rating since he's taken over, and he took a team that was, what, 2-4, and four, and they've gone, I think it's about 6-1 with Tannehill. Uh, he's been excellent. And I don't have the numbers in front of me, but the Houston defense is not the same defense that uh, once was, especially now with J.J. Watt out uh, the last number of weeks. Uh, that's, a, that's a vulnerable defense that Tannehill and the Titans could continue to have success against. But on the flip side, you know, the Titans are one of those teams that always seem to come up uh, small in these big moments. Uh, three straight years of 9-7 and seven and yet haven't made the playoffs because they usually lose these types of games where the Colts, whether it's Dave Manning or now Andrew Luck uh, and Jacoby Brissett, uh, the Colts have dominated the Titans in, in the season, in the series history, and, and same as Deshaun in a much smaller scale, their smaller window, smaller period of time. Deshaun Watson has had great success against Tennessee as well. So I know Tannehill's playing really well, and I think he continues it for, for the season, but maybe Sunday's when he kind of turns into a pumpkin. And in a game like this where, I mean, this, uh, they play twice in the next three weeks, this, this is for the division, this is for a playoff spot. Uh, I just trust Deshaun Watson to come up bigger in this type of moment than Ryan Tannehill, despite how well Tannehill's playing. So uh, I think the Texans win. I think this may be, it could be the time where the Titans kind of fall back to earth, but Tannehill's been playing great. Uh, and if he keeps this up, I mean, he, he deserves uh, at least just some talk about how well he's been uh, for the Titans uh, turning around this team. Vikings, Chargers. If you don't win this game, you don't deserve to be in the playoffs, period. Well, that's bold. Uh, the Chargers, hey, they got talent. They're not playing well, but they, they got... I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, you you beat a Detroit team correctly, 20-7. to 7. All right, you've got momentum after that close loss to Seattle on Monday night. This is your moment now to take charge before Packers-Bears to close the season. You have a team at home that plays in a stadium where there's no home field advantage in Los Angeles, in that, in, in that stadium that I believe is still called StubHub Field. This is your moment for Kirk Cousins and company. I, I think you get Dalvin Cook back. You, you really have to rise up in this moment. This is a huge moment for the Vikings. If they want to have any part of this conversation with the Packers, step one is this week. If not, I think you don't make the playoffs. That's, well, that's interesting. Yeah, certainly for the Packers, they have to win. they got to win out and uh, get a little help along the way for the division. Um, that's the concern with this game, though, that you talk about the Packers coming up and the Bears. And in the meantime, you have this Chargers team hanging out there where you have to go out to the West Coast and, and play Phillip Rivers and, and the Chargers. I just hope that they'll be well prepared and not looking beyond it to those final two games. Um, Adam Thielen is supposed to return, which would be big. I don't know if he's going to be 100% or even if he'll be able to make it through the game. But we've seen the last couple of weeks, the offense has done enough to win, but it hasn't been as good as it was earlier in the year. Even when Thielen first went out, teams now are just you know focusing on Stephon Diggs and 
it's similar to the Patriots. I mean, at least uh, the Vikings have Dalvin Cook in the run game, and they have Kyle Rudolph the tight end option. But teams are doing what the Patriots do, where they're just bracketing uh, Edelman, and Brady has nowhere else to go with football, and it's been similar where for Kirk Cousins. Uh, the Lions did a good job of trying to remove uh, Stephon Diggs on Sunday, and uh, he's got slightly better options in New England, but without dealing without Diggs, you're throwing to B.C. Johnson or Laquan Treadwell, and, you know, your backup tight end, so uh, they need Thielen to come back. They should win. They certainly are the better team. The concern is just that you're getting ready for the Packers and your division the following week. Uh, you have to go out to L.A., long trip out to L.A. to go take out the Chargers. Outdoor game where the Vikings aren't as good. At least it's not a prime time. At least they got bumped back to the 425. That'll help Kirk Cousins in Minnesota, and they, they better find a way to win. Actually, it gets saved by 20 minutes. It's a 4.05 start on the CBS television network. Good. Yes. Um, In that 4.25 slot, excuse me, is Rams-Cowboys. A battle of teams uh, that, um, well, (laughs) this is such a wacky situation, isn't it? I, I, I don't even know what to think anymore because we've got this Rams team that right now is the seventh seed. It's one game back of your, of, of your Vikings. And then we have the Cowboys that sit there at six and seven, the big matchup next week against Philly. Uh, for me, this is a game that the Cowboys have to have. It's at Jerry World, the Rams, they've been inconsistent. Jared Goff's been inconsistent. They have a new kicker after all their special teams issues. Jason Garrett knows his job's on the line. I just feel like this is a game that the Cowboys are going to win. Zeke's going to have his biggest running game of the year. Goff's going to throw a couple of ill-timed interceptions. And they will roll into Philly and probably win and then lose in week 17 and make it as 8-8 eight and eight or whatever that wacky scenario is. Yeah, I'm curious to see what the Cowboys bring to the table because uh, it seemed like for the first time that Dallas last week, I mean, kind of quit. Now, that was a Thursday night game, and so they'll have extra time to get ready for this one. But, you know, it's, a, it's weird times in Dallas where it seems like the coach is on his way out and uh, we're talking about Urban Meyer and all these rumors and all that sort of thing. And Urban Meyer? Where did that come from? Oh, yeah. Urban Meyer is the hot name for the Cowboys. Um, and um, I don't know if there's legitimacy to it, but at least that's the rumor. Looks like I've been too deep in uh, Garrett Cole talk and missed that one. Wow. That's a big name. Certainly. So, you know, I don't know. Uh, I don't know where that team's at or just in the locker room when you're talking about a transition like that, but... We're still waiting for Dallas to beat their first team with a winning record. Now the Rams come to town. The Rams seem to have figured some things out and are playing really well these last couple of weeks uh, at this point in the year. I, I, uh, I think the Rams are more reliable. I think I can count on the Rams more than the Cowboys at this point. I think the Rams, I mean, they're favored on the road in Dallas. I think the Rams uh, beat Dallas on Sunday. One and a half point favorites. And finally, the game that I never thought would end up in primetime after Ben Roethlisberger went down. And that would be Josh Allen's Bills against Mason Rudolph. Nope, not Mason Rudolph. It is this person's name that I can't pronounce. Oh, Devlin Hodges? Yes, Devlin Hodges. Thank you. Uh, Devlin Hodges' Pittsburgh Steelers. If Mike Tomlin's not coach of the year, who is? Yeah, good question. Uh, he certainly should be. 
I mean, you get the toxicity out of there with Antonio Brown. The Le'Veon Bell will hear or won't he situation goes away. By the way, 251 bowling, Le'Veon, you're out of New York, okay? The Jets don't want you. Adam Gase don't want you. Sorry, I loved you. I thought you were a great pickup. I thought you were a ticket to the promised land. But get the bleep out. It's not going to happen. Yes, he doesn't want to play and hurt his body. I am calling total bullshit on this. Illness, illness. He was under the weather from being in a toxic locker room that he doesn't like. Yeah, well. Wow. This is what you get. Jay Show on a Thursday is, is fired up. Anyway, that was a really long way of getting to Bills <laughs> Steelers. This division is not guaranteed to be the Patriots, and the Bills have either found a way to A, win games, or B, found a way to stay in games, even if they've lost, like the Baltimore game. And Josh Allen has proven himself as a good quarterback in Buffalo. I saw them in week one. I thought it was a fluke that they won because of the C.J. Mosley injury and all the other issues the Jets had play-calling-wise towards the end, the use of Le'Veon Bell. Nope. This team's legitimate, and Pittsburgh is holding it together somehow, and this is a really fascinating, nerdy football matchup. Yeah, it is. Uh, two teams that, I don't know if you could say are overperforming, but certainly surprises how many wins they've had. I agree with you, Mike Tomlin should be the coach of the year, and Sean McDermott is a guy who I think is one of the most underrated coaches in the league with the job he's done in Buffalo, uh, and the Bills have done a good job mid-season altering their offense, where they've gone a little more up-pace, uh, they'll go a little no-huddle, they've switched more to 11 personnel, so getting more receivers on the field and spreading out the defense, so they've adjusted, and Josh Allen has played much better so far the second half of the season compared to the way his year uh, started. I've been pulling for both these teams. I, I hope the Steelers get in. Uh, I mean, it was not only losing uh, all, all the three killer Bs, but down to their fourth quarterback. They've had to use three different running backs. So even uh, Juju's been injured. Maybe he'll return Sunday. It's been incredible what the Steelers have done. And Buffalo, just because it's Buffalo, I like. I want to see them succeed. And it'd be nice to see someone uh, else win that East. And if the, Buffalo, if the Bills win uh, Sunday night against the Steelers, right, there could be some pressure when they... Uh, they go up against the Patriots there to try to make things interesting in that uh, AFC East and, and certainly for the number two seed in the bye. And, and if we get to that point where the Patriots got to go play in the first round of the playoff, uh, who knows what that means for New England. So I'm pulling for Buffalo to try to pull this off. Uh, they're kind of a fun team to watch uh, with Josh Allen and everybody. So it'll, it'll be an interesting game Sunday night. Two quarterbacks that typically you have no interest to ever watch, but really should provide a pretty intriguing game. Guess who could be flexed to Week 17 in prime time? What's that? The Jets. Oh, I hope so. They face the Bills. Yeah, that's a shame. It's not the best game to it's not the best two fifty six matchup. There's other two fifty sixes out there that NBC and the league may want, but it's up there. Could be a win in your in situation. Yeah. Um yeah. But next week in that day slot of four thirty on the NFL network, um, is going to be very interesting because, to your point, this is a this is a matchup that I think the Pats are going to have trouble with, considering the 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 Sean McDermott 
defense and the Sean McDermott Bills, sorry, the Sean McDermott led Bills defense against this Patriot offense that has struggled so much. Really interesting matchup coming your way next Saturday. Your game of the week, Luke, for week 15 in the National Football League is? Uh, certainly the uh, Texans State. Uh, yes, uh, you'll see Jim Nance, Tony Romo, and Tracy Wolfson there with uh, Jim Rickoff and Mike Arnold in the truck. Your sleeper game this week? Uh, I'll be, it'll be the one I'll be watching. Uh, Bears-Packers at 1 o'clock. Big game. Denver, Kansas City. Denver is playing much better. Could, pu- could play spoiler. They have been playing well. They have been playing well. Um, and your game to watch golf during. Is it the President's Cup tonight, live in primetime on Golf Channel? No, I mean, since there's only the one game and we haven't had football for a couple of days, I'm actually looking forward. I hope your Jets keep it interesting. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this game. I'll say uh, what we had mentioned earlier, Patriots-Bengals. Oh, God. Do you realize that the Bills and the Dolphins hold the illustrious honor of being the two teams that have played at MetLife Stadium in back-to-back weeks? Bills week one and two, Jets-Giants. Dolphins week 14-15, Jets-Giants. Interesting. Just a factoid for you. Yeah, yeah, that's another boring one. Your person or player to watch... Oh, boy, I didn't even think about this one. We've only been asking this question to close the podcast for how long, Luke? I know, and I never think, I always forget about I'm going to say, uh, you know, I guess I'll say Ryan Tannehill, uh, who's been playing great, but, you know, now this is the biggest game of the year, and I'm curious to see how he does. As am I, but that's not the way I'm going. I'm going the American President's Cup team. You lose 4-1 in best ball on day one. Alternate shot is a format they have owned at the President's Cup. They need to get basically three and a half, three and a half, one and a half win tonight, I think. Get it close to being even and then own Saturday, Sunday at the President's Cup. Friday, Saturday in America live in primetime on Golf Channel. Can't wait. You chose not to have me on the show to promote it, so... Uh, I, I didn't even know what was going on. Yeah, see, that's, that's the point. That is... Luke's, Luke will be locked in on the Jets just so he doesn't have to see my texts about golf. <laughs> that's right. Thank you uh, for Luke, as always. Thank you for listening to the Sunday Sprint on a Thursday, and have a great football weekend, everybody.